What's up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight, where we're coming at you each and every week with a fresh weekend, a debrief, and an effort to send a biblical truth. What better way to do that than by the power of conversation? I'm one of your hosts, Caleb Pearson, joining me in the host spotlight on this snowy, windy day. Mark yeah. Francis. Two weeks in a row. You were lamenting how I was not here yeah. for a while. I I'm lament about you a back. lot. I yeah, know. It's good. I'm glad you're back. Yeah, and, and I am just kind of like the, I guess, the utility person. Just call me and I'll show up. I, I guess that's oh, yeah. how it works. I, I, right? I said it forever. Like, you don't yeah. have an office. No one knows no. where you are. They just kind of know when you are. But they know I get things done. That's yeah. true. Hey, hey, hey. That's all Absolutely, matters, man. Right? Absolutely. Not lacking anyway. Glad to be here. I'm excited. Yeah. Second Peter. Yeah. Yeah, we started it. Uh, you've heard him already. He's back with us, Tim Sanford. Tim, how you doing, my man? I am doing great, too. Good. Just cold. Yeah. I moved to Virginia, so I wouldn't be. Yeah, wow. but shouldn't you have like a built-up like immunity to yeah, it? Tolerance. But you're just kind of yeah. disappointed that it rears its ugly yes, head again. Right. Yeah. It's supposed to be way cold tonight, by the way. Anyway, I digress. Guys, let's jump into this mm-hmm. this new series we've been doing. We've yeah. just started, Second Peter. Uh, we'll just be a couple weeks worth of that chapter, but mm-hmm. Tim unpacked that this weekend and, and really set the tone for that. So MF, I'll come your way first, get yeah. your thoughts, and we'll we'll see where we go from there. I mean, it, it, I have more questions than I have thoughts. You know, so we're diving into Second Peter. Um, and we're only doing three yeah. weeks, yeah. and so therefore there's three chapters, and we're yeah. breaking it out one chapter per week, right? Yep. So we were able to un- really dive into each verse of the chapter impressively, I will say, um, <laughs> with with the timing against the odds um, of the time. Yeah, with, yeah, with the the the, <laughs> the title of the series being. Um, Grounded and growing, I believe. Is that, yeah. is that yeah. where we are? And yeah. so those are two unique words. Yeah. And and really, I feel like that we do talk about these truths almost every week. I, I feel like we do talk about this at FBC almost every week. So yeah. it's not really anything new and yeah. fresh. Yeah. But coming at it from the perspective that Peter does, I appreciate. Yeah. How you even said he dives right in. You know, you, you glaze over the, the greeting, for example, right, right. And, and we shouldn't do that. And, right. and he dives right into where it's, it's the knowledge, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. of, of who God is. Yeah, and, a real chunk right in the beginning. Being multiplied. Yeah. Uh, and so that hit me right on. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, we're, we're getting deep into this. Mm-hmm. But grounded and growing, you know, right. so where, I guess my que- one of my questions just to start out is, what do those words really mean to us? Yeah. You know, just, yeah. that's not, yeah. not necessarily directed to you, but what does it mean to be really no, grounded but I'd and growing? I love to. Respond, yeah. please. Yeah. So to me, I mean, that's throughout the whole of it, right? But just in regards to what we talked about, you see in the beginning, he says, look, these are things that we have that pertain unto life and godliness, right? Like those those couple verses there, I look at those and I say, well, they fit into the grounded. In other words, the, he's starting right off with, here are some truths about us. These are exceedingly great and precious promises. Well, Peter is a fisherman. He's not a guy who's just talking like, you know, all this wonderful terminology and it's just all flowery. He, mm-hmm. He's a he's a, a typical get out there and get it done and I'm, I'm working for my living kind of a guy, right? And so for him to say these, you know, great and precious promises and exceedingly great, like all of that to me is the... He's imploring us in the grounded side of that. But the growing then is then, again, I think the the version I was using, New King James, I don't know that the version does a great job at add to when it said add to these things. That to me is the growing part of it where it's like I'm supposed to be diligent to see to it that uh, one we didn't talk about was like perseverance. 
Okay, so it's not like I have to go, you know, again, I'm going to persevere through it, but to have an understanding that God is going to be teaching me over the long term, and there is a persevering, I can't allow circumstances, or I shouldn't be allowing circumstances to knock me off this process of this is where we're going. This is what God's doing. This is what he's told us he's doing, right? So let's get on board with that. And um, yeah, so those at least begin, Mm -hmm. in my mind, in that chapter of here's some ground things we need to be grounded in and growing in. And again, he repeated that, be diligent, right? Like twice in there. What does that look like in a life? How, if, if you were to come to my house and say, hey, Tim, let me watch your life because what will I see that will tell me that you're diligent about these things? Mm. How would that show up, right? Like, mm. And some of it won't because it's not necessarily always tangible, but you ought to see decisions I'm making, uh, uh, values that I have, things that I'm choosing to do or not do that are all consistent with, hey, I'm wanting to be diligent about this, right? There's a hmm. and I think, intensity about it. And I think things that things that you say fit into that as well, right? The, the power of yes. the tongue is a huge thing. Yeah. And out of the abundance of the heart. Uh, the abundance of the there heart. And, yeah. and so when we when we wrestle with like the works versus, or what does it look like to see in somebody's life that Christ matched to them? To me, it, it, it does often come down to, well, what, what are they saying? How are they talking? Uh, I grew up with John Avery. He's a pastor here at FBC. He was my neighbor. And so he, sometimes he and my dad would drive us to school or sports or back and forth and whatever. And so you had car rides with John Avery. I had car rides with John Avery. My okay. youth pastor was uh-huh. my neighbor. So that's a story for uh-huh. another time. That's not always the best. There are some things that are yeah, pinky no, swear. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Uh, he's got dirt on me. The man has dirt on me. But the point is, uh, he would bring up godly stuff in the car between my house and Sharando High School all the time. And it was the most informal, casual thing, and I was kind of like t- turned off by it at first. Yeah, I'm like, John, yeah. come on, brother! Like, it's too early for that, or why yeah. would you bring that up now? But he was just naturally like seizing the opportunity. I mean, a from his perspective, I got these kids in the car; they can't jump out. Right. But he, I noticed, and this is a pattern of, of him. He'll talk about it. He'll say things, and it's very casual. Christ yeah. becomes part of the casual conversation instead of this what might otherwise be a hyper-spiritualized. Right, when right. you just said that, if somebody came over to my house, my gut-flesh reaction is, oh my goodness, if someone came over to my house, I feel like I'd compartmentalize the Christian stuff and the other stuff yeah. and don't go in that room or I'm not yeah. going to say that around you. Yeah. We, we think like that. Right, yeah. But what does it look like for Christ to manifest himself in every element of our life right. so that even taking a kid to, to track practice can be an opportunity to say, what, what's the Lord teaching you mm-hmm. over the last week? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Think that's about God. That's discipleship. That's disciple. Exactly. It's intentional. And, and it's yeah. intentional. And he's yeah. doing it to somebody who's not his kids. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. he had that role. But yeah. man, there, there's an yeah. example yeah. right there. Yeah. I mean, for me, kind of my follow-up <clears throat> question, though, as we're talking about grounded and growing, it, and again, it's not rhetorical. Let's talk about it. But why? Why is it important to be grounded? And why is it important to be growing? I mean, we might just be assuming Mm-hmm. We're all believe we're all believers here. We all go to Fellowship Bible Church. We're a Bible teaching right. church, and we're all yeah. Christians. But why is it so valuable to be grounded when, hey, mm-hmm. times are gonna get tough? Right. Who knows what this year right. is gonna bring? Right. right. Mm-hmm. Um, are, are we gonna hold fast to the truth that we think we believe in? We we should know it. Right. You know. Right. Are we grounded yeah. in, in that? Yeah. And then are we still growing to where like next year? If yeah. times get tough again, or if something happens again in our personal right. lives or in the world around us, are we still 
rooted and trusting in Christ, or are we looking to ourselves? You know, right. so right. kind of answering my own questions, but I, I think that that's part of the application is how do we yes. really, why, why do we care? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I think it's a valuable challenge on a Sunday morning as well. You can sit through a Sunday, you can attend a weekly thing. Uh, for example, my my grandparents were in town, and they they that side of the family I rarely see. They come up here once every seven eight years. So I knew they were attending the the service, but I think the hope for them is as they're hearing it and listening to it, and they're believers, is that. They understand what it means to be grounded, and they understand what it means to be growing. And so I put myself in the shoes of maybe somebody who attended FBC for the first time. It's easy to nod along with, with whatever mm. the, the preacher's saying, but when what the preacher's saying is baptized in a twofold challenge, are you, are you rooted in this stuff, like for real? Is this foundational stuff that you're basing everything else on? And are you treating it as such that it's worth revisiting and growing in? The question I had for you was, was this a worship planning thing, the grounding and growing? Was that you studying and saying, guys, it's grounding and growing? How did that come about? Titles are always fun. I'm yeah. sure. Because yeah. there, there is times where over the years, Mark Carey, teaching pastors would say, this is, this is the title, we're going with it. Mm-hmm. And there's no question. I mean, you, teaching pastor, you're the one studying, you're the one diving into it, and God imparts something to you. Or there's times where he or Tim, you are like, this is, here's a paragraph of what I think we're going to be communicating. Right, right. Right. And and let's come up with something. Yeah. So and I don't know if it came from the worship team. I know Mike uh, Lukens was the one who communicated. He said, "Hey, what do you think about this?" Mm-hmm. Because we had been talking about it, and mm-hmm. I felt like, "Yeah, that's going to communicate that well." I mean, there's a variety in these three chapters, and unfortunately, all we have right now in our context is the first chapter. Right. But as we build on them, right, we're going to see false Both teaching yep. and the mm-hmm. and the. Um, uh, 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 damage or danger that comes with that, right? Like, and then ha- refocusing on what's co- what's to come, all that stuff. So there's going to be more of that. But I think it was a team, a collaborative thing, really. Mm-hmm. But you know, coming back to what you were saying there, Mark, I, I again, I think the scripture speaks about that, answers that why question two different ways in mm-hmm. that chapter. Mm-hmm. If you remember, the one is is that he's saying um, so that you won't be barren or unfruitful, mm-hmm. right? And I think, okay, this is, I I hope I can communicate this, but the challenge is to understand those things in an unselfish way, right? In other words, I can so read them through the grid of, well, then I'm not going to be barren and I'm not going to be unfruitful, Mm -hmm. as opposed to the reason why is because God wants me not to be barren and unfruitful is that it's going to have an impact that he knows on me and my own growth and in that abounding that comes with that, it flows over and it begins to affect other people. So mm-hmm. I think that's one of the whys, but I think that has to be uh, considered from a non-selfish perspective. Mm-hmm. I think the second one also has to be considered from a non-selfish perspective. And that is, and so an, such an entrance will be made for you into the kingdom of God, right? Like an abundant entrance. Mm-hmm. The selfish is like, well, I'm going to get rewards for me. And I'm not saying that there shouldn't be a motivation for rewards. I'm just saying emphasizing that uh, selfish of like, I'm just looking out for myself. But the reality is, is that as we live a fruitful life and pursue the things that he's saying, be diligent about, guess what it's going to actually provide for us? An abundant entrance 
a, um, a rejoicing, like, you know how football players, when they come out of the tunnel into the field, right? Like they're crashing through whatever's there and boom, there's the entrance. That's kind of, and all of a sudden, all everything's, fireworks are going off, right? And everything's going crazy. It's like, there's the entrance in. Why? Because we're not coming in, like I said, by the skin of our teeth. We're coming in hmm. with, Lord, this is what you've been doing in my life as I have yielded myself to you. And it's not about me. It's all about you. And so we come barging in, so to speak, with there's an, there's this anticipation of it. Because now I'm going to see the one who has been working through me. And now I'm going to rejoice in him and give him glory for all of that stuff. Whatever he gives to me in regards to that, mm -hmm. that's, that's up to him, so to speak. I'm right. glad you touched on that because I feel like you... At least we're talking about it here in this conversation, because in the sermon, you just briefly oh, raise yeah. the surface yeah. of that yeah. abundant entrance. Yeah. And, and there's people out there who think, oh, I'm not going to I'm not going to care. I'm making the cut. Right. I yeah. mean, you kind of yeah. use your yes. use your spectrum on right. the stage of walking from the left to right. You could be over here yeah. just making the cut or you can have it in abundance. Yeah. You know, and so that sometimes motivation has multiple facets to it. Yeah. Why we do things. Yeah. But if there is that hope for eternal yeah. abundance. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. yeah. I think there's room to grow in all of our understanding of what that Lots looks like. And Lots means. of it. Yeah. But Unfortunately it, for me anyways, uh, like I, you're right. I was trying to be careful about that because I didn't feel like I could take the time yeah. to talk about the unselfish and selfish portion of it, like what we're doing now. So mm -hmm. there's part of, I should have just said, Hey, that'll be in the podcast. Yeah, right? you could <laughs> do that next time. But yeah. the, yeah, the, the yeah. selfish, I, I like you caveating it caveating it with that yeah. because there is a way that you can easily go down that trail of making it about right. yourself or selfishness. Right. Right. But if you're viewing it in light of, of God and his plan for all time, I'm a part of that. I can right. rejoice in that and know, okay, it's okay for me to, to seek that abundance. It's okay for me to, to stop and be, am I growing? Am mm -hmm. I getting down that path a little closer to be Christ-like? So when right. I do bust through the tunnel yeah <laughs> there yeah. is yeah. a greater yeah. abundance greater yeah. rewards yeah we're supposed to press toward the mark of the high calling of god in christ right like we're it's a runner who i don't know if you guys ever ran track or anything but they would teach us to like when we got to the tape you lunge for mm -hmm. that right it's the i'm running as hard as i can mm -hmm. to the end of this race and when i get to the end i'm gonna lunge across that finish line all too often, I know physically speaking, a lot of times when we're passing away, like all of that is drained, right? So that's not a physical thing, but is there within our heart a, an overwhelming lunging for the finish line? Lord, I want to finish well. And what does well look like? It looks like the life of Christ day after day after day being worked into my life and more and more of his life then is reflected in that. And that's lunging across. And some people then who know that then teach us, this is why I was saying about Bob Poncho, like hmm. to learn what is it like to be yeah. right here at the end and lunge. What does lunging look like? Bob would probably say he's not lunging, like he's just in humility, right? Mm -hmm. And most people would say that some of us are definitely, hopefully we're not at death's door, but we're, we're not thinking of lunging right. across it. We're, we're just thinking of like, if I can just get through all mm -hmm. this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, there's an intensity in living the life, right? A pursuit and you're going after it. And that's why... I talked about vision. Vision matters. Where am I looking, right? Like if I'm looking at my feet, that's short-sighted. That's what he's talking about with this stuff. In, in last week's sermon, Mark talked about anticipating his return. And yes. there's that idea yes. as well of living our lives this coming year yes. in anticipation that we might 
come yes. meet him face to face. And if that's the case, how are we living? Mm -hmm. And it falls right in line with what we're talking about. Because I think I remember either one of us said last week that you know, the writers of these passages pretty much experienced Christ. Peter, in yes. this chapter one passage, is talking about how he was an eyewitness. So yes. he, of all people, knows yeah. what it looks like to be face to face with Christ and to have that right. longing for either his return or to see him again. Yeah. We don't have that, you know, yeah. and it's a, but that yet there should still be that same desire. But he's encouraging us to say, hey, guys, I saw his glory. That's right. You know, mm -hmm. majesty yeah. was there. Yeah. And, and so I want to have that for the rest of you. Here, yeah. I'm writing this down. Yeah. Be grounded, yeah. be growing. I just want to focus on verse 11 there for a second. Let me read, let me read uh, 2 Peter 1, 10 and 11. Therefore, brethren, be all the more diligent to make certain about his calling and choosing you. For as long as you practice these things, you will never stumble. And then verse 11, for in this way, the entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ will be abundantly supplied to you. So obviously you're unpacking a whole chapter in one sermon. You can't really dive super deep into that, but you're talking about the, the two ends of the spectrum mm. you shared. One thing that, that I think is worth addressing is a lot of people can misinterpret this passage and think it's just talking about whether or not you're getting in. Yeah. Uh, is the entrance yeah. is yeah. the entrance being supplied to you? Yeah. But the point of the verse, and I think it's that key is it being supplied abundantly? Right. Are, you, are you getting in and then some? And I'm not right. just talking about material things once you're in, but but are you getting in in right. such a way right. that you are just like the football team? I love that analogy. You're bringing in with you a life well-lived, a mm -hmm. life that has been lived, characterized more and more mm -hmm. as the life of Christ. And none of it that you're doing, but mm -hmm. that you're allowing the Spirit of God to do that in you, right? Mm -hmm. And you're being, the diligent is our part. We mm -hmm. pay attention to that thing because he's not going to go like, open up, I'll cram this down your throat. That's not how he works, right? Mm -hmm. so he, he's going to work in your will, in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Mm -hmm. So you have to make choices. But there's that abundance is, I'm not just now in heaven, but all that's coming with me is all that mm -hmm. God has done in and through me. Mm -hmm. That's that's coming mm -hmm. along. That's with good. Me. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's huge yeah. to to remind people of. And you talked about two sermons ago. Now it it marries the anticipation of of what Mark talked about with the motivation of what's coming up here, so that we don't read something like that and say, okay, well now in order for me to enter the kingdom of God, I need to work. Right. And perfect all these yes. things. That's not what it's saying. Right. That's not what the passage says. It's not what the verse says. It's the, it's the abundant supplying of that entering so that we don't shrink in shame, like other verses will point yeah. out to us. Yeah. And so I, I, I love that. And that's where the ground and growing thing, like I, I know some spoilers and some like it's very hard for him to answer <laughs> why is grounding important when he knows I probably shouldn't <laughs> talk about false teaching yet because we're not right. there yet. Right. Yeah. But but yeah. those two things will con th th that those two bells will ring louder and louder as we unpack yeah. this right. book. Yes. Because as we think about all these things, and I love how you I think you said it, an unselfish perspective of all these things, we also need to make sure we're not fallen victim to every wind of doctrine, which right. is very easy to do. A lot That's of New right. Testament texts right. devoted to telling mature believers, you need to be careful. Within right. you there are ravenous That's wolves. Right. It's not going to be this, right. this easy black and white, ah, the enemy, you know, often we only preach, you know, the enemy is going to be easy to spot or it's the world or yes. it's this worldly thinking. That's true and all and good, but man, there are there's some Christianese type yes. stuff. That, that that knob can turn slowly, and before you know yep. it, you're five years down a path with a wrong understanding of who God is, and our world calls that church hurt, 
And yeah. I've got a feeling this year we're going to be talking a lot about that anticipation of Christ's return, mm -hmm. about what it looks like in the yeah. future. Yeah. And I know that there is a little bit of intentionality with these three weeks leading into Daniel. Correct. And, and yes. as we're going to be looking into just that big picture of what yeah. the book of Daniel is going to teach us, yeah. it, mm -hmm. I, I think we're going to get a heavy dose of that this year, FBC, mm -hmm. <laughs> of just the anticipation and, and just the expectation of, okay, how yeah. can we continually be growing yeah. and finishing well? Right. Again, that image of running through right. the tunnel or finishing a race right. and just lunging yeah. out. And how can we be doing that right now? Yeah. And you know, like I look back on my life and I feel that uh, whenever it was, those things were taught to me, it always fell short in regards to motivating me. It was always mm -hmm. like, yeah, okay, I know, but, and I, I was short-sighted. That's yeah. the truth. I didn't know it. I didn't know what, how to label it. And younger. Yeah, and something younger. to that. That's all part of that. There were a number of ingredients that, but ultimately I fit into the short-sighted perspective, right? So then as life goes by and you're told these things, there's a tendency to hear them or they are actually being taught, as I say, with the bony finger, right? Like you need to be da-da-da. But the truth of the matter is, is as we are responding to what Peter is saying and, and we're growing, like that's what he's talking about, right? Making these sure, like there's a solidness that's happening. As that is increasing more and more, so too should be this motivation and anticipation of his coming. And we are actually delighted in looking for it. There was times when, and this is very typical, right? Like before I got married, before I had kids, well, don't come Lord until I have those, mm -hmm. right? Like, mm -hmm. but then after that, what point do you reach and say, okay, now it's time. Now, now I've, <laughs> right. right. But all of those, sorry, but they're all somewhat self-centered right, thinking, right. Yeah. right? Little by little, I go through those. Now I'm married. Now I have kids. Now I have grandkids. And I love all of that. They're like very precious to me. So I'm not trying to speak ill of that. But the reality is, is that none of that satisfies the heart like God satisfies the heart, right? None of that brings, uh, I was going to say brings glory to him, but they do as they right. respond to him too. But the point is, is that little by little, we're growing in this. And I think there needs to be a, um, a calmness of heart. That if I'm diligent, but I don't have to succumb to the bony finger kind of stuff, and Lord, just day by day, month by month, year by year, pursuing this, guess what? You're building in me more and more of an anticipation of your return and of ultimately, Peter's not just talking about when the Lord returns to get us. Mm. He's ultimately talking clear down into a whole new heavens and earth, mm. right? When all that we know is going to be dissolved and everything is going to be brand new. And now we enter into the eternity of eternities with God. Like there mm. was a time when mm -hmm. that didn't matter to me. It just, I'm sorry, it just did not matter. I'm in the same boat. I mean, I would tell the exact same story. Yeah. And just as you get older and as you mature, yeah. you're yeah. realizing more and more that that means more than what the world yes. offers. Mm -hmm. And as and as a young person or as Keystone yes. or youth, it's tough to ingrain into kids of that age. Because I, I didn't get it. I get the same, yep. you have the same thought process. Yep. I want to live my life. You the, know, The way I describe it is sawdust in the mouth, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're picking up stuff and you're stuffing it in your face because you want this and you want this. But guess what? You take a bite and it, it's just <laughs> sawdust in yeah. the mouth is what it is. Yeah. But when you pick up something that is juicy and tastes wonderful and like, now that's something, right? That's what this is. Uh, what we're learning, uh, because that's part of the experience of life, we're learning that the things that we're stuffing into our mouth, that they're sawdust in the mouth. And only 
this is corny, but like, okay, we talk about the fruit of the spirit, right? Picking that as the example, only the things of God are actually what really delights the soul and really brings to us that rejoicing and abundance of life. It's not in the hoarding, gaining for myself stuff and stuff and stuff because all that, and that's what you mm -hmm. learn, right? And mm -hmm. as you learn that more and more, you, you start becoming a little bit more choosy about what you're going to stuff into your mouth because right. you, you know that over there, I've tasted that before, it didn't do it for me. Hmm. Now what does? Like the heart is still hungry for that, right? It's got to be God. Yeah. Yeah. So abundance of life only actually ever comes from God. Only. We pursue abundant life in all kinds of ways, but that's all short-sighted is what that is. It's only understanding what he, who he is and what he's bringing. That's where that abundant life is going to be because it's found in him. Man, that's good. Sweet. You know what I mean? Uh, and that's only chapter one. But just, we're, yeah. we're touching on yeah. two and three right now. That's I will okay. say, impressed by you, Tim, because about halfway through your thing, you were on verse six. And I was like, <laughs> I, I looked at Hannah, I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's supposed to do the... <laughs> I, I was like, I was like, I think he. I, I'm pretty sure he's doing all of chapter one, and then sure enough, man, the, the cadence at which you did it was it was great. I loved it, but yeah, it's. I always love to be like, how do you fit all this stuff? And and oh, we created mercy. a podcast just because you can't. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Mark, what Let's can go. we uh, point people Let's towards before we get out of here? Well, biblical training center classes kick back off. That's right. So um, if you didn't check them out last week, yeah. go check out what those. Uh, classes are all done. And they had a slight delay due to weather, so yeah. you're not even like that far behind right. if you Just check one them out. Just one week off. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and we still are calling people to, if you're not part of a group, if you're not part of some sort of discipleship group or community group, mm -hmm. um, that's also Tim's yeah. hat as well. Yeah. I mean, there's openings. We want you oh, to get yeah. plugged in there is a need to get beyond just the Sunday morning service to grow and stay grounded. Yep. So be a part of a group. If you're not, call the church office, contact, go to the website, to, to find that as well. Um, it's fbcva.org slash groups. Um, and and I'll tell you, I mean, there's, there's plenty of other ministries happening, but if you can just hone in on those two right now, there's your grounded and growing right, right. there mm -hmm. with Biblical right. Training Center and community right. groups. And if you did not yet um, let us know what your contact information is. We reached out about that this past weekend. You can go mm -hmm. online. There's a QR code that we're putting out there. There's cards. So either in person, fill it out or go online digitally. Just it's all part of being a part of the body of Christ. Yeah. You know, and so we know who you are. You know who we are. And um, just make sure we have accurate current information. So it's good. There you go. Mark, thanks for being here, buddy. Yeah, man. Tim, you're the man. I appreciate it. For all of our listeners and viewers, uh, remember that we love to hear from you. You can send over your thoughts, your questions, or requests. Head over to fbcva.org slash podcasts, and you can write us a note or comment. Uh, also, just want to point you to our other Fellowship Bible Church podcasts out there, uh, the Fellowship Family podcast and the Global Church podcast. You can find those two on YouTube and our web page as well. new released coming up. Yeah, new content Get coming. Ready. Fact of the matter, everybody, is that sermons are not meant to just take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Till next week, much love, God bless.